Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for some. That is the new American credo, which is probably more close to the truth, I believe, than the one that we typically say, which is a wish and a dream much like uh, Martin Luther King had many years ago, that people would be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And uh, the Democrat Party's made sure we have not seen that come true. Um, they are more than happy to judge people by the color of their skin or where they're from. And in reality, we at It's a Religion believe there is only one race. It's called the human race. And there might be a lot of different cultures. There's places where people are from, where they do things differently, which causes division or causes uh, people to wonder, you know, how other people do things. But it is not racism to be concerned about how somebody else approaches things, right? Or that somebody does things different. Now, when it affects society as a whole, um, like the, uh, the culture of anti-family uh, promiscuity, um, partying and this and that, and uh, basically no taking no responsibility for your actions. Uh, the party of letting criminals out of jail because they think that's going to do something good when uh, um, people who enjoy breaking the law uh, do bad things. I mean, we just saw a gal get killed out in California recently by a guy who'd been in jail like 18 different times in different places, and yet, uh, you know, somehow the system is, is against certain people. And, you know, the, the, the lack of trust in God, the lack of proper education, not an education based on the false premise of evolution, um, we believe uh, when people lose the fear of God, they lose a lot more than just uh, the fear of God um, in this life and the life to come. So... At It's a Religion, we, we start with the Bible as our pretext for life. And we start in the book of Genesis every year in, in January. Because that is how life got started on this planet. Life got started on this planet by God creating it. By God, uh, and he continues, the Lord Jesus Christ continues to sustain life. If it wasn't for him putting the laws of physics, the laws of the universe in place... Uh, we would not have a world. We would not have uh, a situation to begin with. And for someone to say that this all happened by random chance is laughable. It is absolutely catastrophically laughable. And uh, we are amazed that it's a religion that anybody would ever offer the theory of evolution as a fact or some something scientific because it is so heinous, it is so off track, it is so off base, it is so ridiculous that uh, the complexity of life could happen by random chance acts of anything over, I don't care how many years you got, right? Zillions of years, for crying out loud. So again, we start with the premise that faith is uh, how people act. Faith, everybody looks through the lens of this life through a certain paradigm. And faith is what we put put into things. We put either we have faith that we were created, that we were created for a purpose. And there is a God who oversees all this stuff, who has absolute sovereign authority over his creation. 
much like we do over the things that we possess, at least for now, until uh, the guy at the World Economic Forum gets his way and nobody owns anything but him and his buddies. But uh, aside from that, um, you know, you've got a, a blank that you can fill that in with just about zillion other things you know and one of the main ones is is secular humanism which spawns out of the belief in evolution and that uh the evolutionary religion is true you know somehow scientifically which they cannot prove um because they can't go back and observe it happening and to say that we can't observe it because it's it happens too slow is a joke that is ridiculous there should be all kinds of observable facts and uh, things in the fossil record, things that we see going on, um, you know, animals changing into other animals and so on and so forth. And to say that it just happens too slow that we can't see it, again, it's an excuse, not a reason. So so with that, we st we're in the book of Genesis, and we are in day 27 of this month. So we are going to look at the book of, oh, wait a minute, day 26, my apologies. Uh Genesis 26, we're going through the life of Abraham who just passed away. So him and his, him and his wife, Sarah, are in the sepulcher and uh, apparently with God because there's a, a verse in the New Testament that talks about that, which is interesting. But Abraham was faithful in his time. So now we start looking at the life of Isaac. Genesis 26, and there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. So the Philistines have been around a long time. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these, country, these, all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all these nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, she is my sister, for she for he feared to say she is my wife, lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. So he makes the same mistake <clears throat> or commits the same sin that Abraham did. Like, hey, this is my sister. I don't did people go around stealing each other's wives back then or what? I don't understand why this was such a uh, a thing. So he's more than willing to give Rebekah to other men when he's, it's his wife. And so apparently he's not trusting God here, right? And it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. Um, so that is an interesting statement, right? And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety she is thy wife, and how saidst thou she is my sister? And Isaac said, Because... I said, lest I die for her. When Abimelech said, what is this that you've done to us? One of the people might lightly have lying laid with thy wife, and you should have brought guilty, guiltiness upon us. So even back then, they knew it was wrong 
to commit adultery, right? Before the laws of God were even put in place. And that was the same thing the previous Abimelech did with Abraham. So, and Abimelech charged all his people saying that he had touched, he that touched this man for his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father and the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for you are much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham and his father. And or for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also, and he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well for that they strove not, and called the name of it Rehoboth. Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. He went up from there thence to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared unto him the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my sake, Abraham's sake, or for my servant, Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants digged a well. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar, and Suzath, uh, one of his friends, and Philcal, the chief captain of his army, and Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, saying, Ye hate me, and have sent me away from you. So Isaac's still uh, nervous about this guy. And they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, and we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us. Even betwixt us and thee, let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, and we have not touched thee, as we have done unto thee, but nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink, and they rose up betimes in the morning, and swore to one another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass that same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged, and said unto him, We have found water, and he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and Bashamath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, which were grief of mind to Isaac and to Rebekah. So, apparently, uh, they did not want him taking a wife out of the Hittites. But, again, Isaac doesn't appreciate what his parents could give him. He sold his birthright to the younger brother, and now he's going against his parents' wishes on who he's going to uh, betroth himself to, right? So we see unfaithfulness through the line of uh, um, the line of Esau. We see even though Jacob uh, is not faithful when it comes to uh, lying to his dad right at the end of his life, which we're going to see shortly, um, he is faithful in that he trusts God and. Um, is going to go the way that, that God calls him to go. And, you know, really that's the ultimate uh, faith position that we have here. Either we're going to trust God, trust his word, trust what he says is true, 
regardless of what the mainstream media wants to feed us, or we're going to buy into what the world has to offer. You know, you have the world or God. You can't have both. And Jesus even says that in the New Testament. You know, if, if your uh, faith and your desires for this life and this world, and that's all you have, then that's all you're going to get. And when you're gone, you're going to be gone. And you're going to be separated from God forever. And uh, I would not wish that upon anybody. I, I don't think that's, uh, that's an awful thing. So, uh, let's take a look at uh, what's in the news today. Graduation rates slide across the U.S. Imagine that. Uh, and, you know, it's <laughs> there's so much that COVID uh, has affected. And I feel so bad for young people. Uh Hope seen once Omicron wave increases global immunity. Um, yeah, so what do we need to shop for, guys? Um, you know, I, I think it's laughable that people uh, that people think that somehow a supposed vaccine, which is basically an experimental shot, is going to do anything good for our society, and the fact that that other treatments that are available readily for people um, for this disease are being squashed, right? And this is all, unfortunately, because of the profit motive, I think. There was so much money to be made from these vaccines versus these cheap other drugs. But it it saddens me that uh, the... Powers that be in this society um, have not pushed harder back on the vaccines because it's, one, we should not have an emergency use situation that um, forces people to take them, right? But we should have uh, freedom of choice. You know, if somebody really wants to take it, it's between them and their doctor, uh, you know, to mandate something like that, especially when for people that have had COVID and have natural immunity and should be tested for antibodies first before they have to take any shot. But, I, you know, I don't know. The only thing I can chalk it up to is that there's so much money uh, uh, at stake here for people that, that they just want to keep it going. You know, just like a lot of these hospitals are getting paid by the federal government. And, and folks, this is why you don't want the federal government managing health care. Because if the wrong person gets in the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, we're all going to be in trouble. And so healthcare needs to be uh, free from government influence. Religion needs to be free from government influence. This is what the, the founders were talking about in separation of church and state. They weren't talking about the fact that, that somebody in the public domain could, could not quote the Bible, right? Somebody who works at a public high school couldn't bring their Bible to school and talk about God. That is absolutely wrong. It, it, mean, it does not mean that. It just means the government can't uh, force you to believe what they want you to believe. And you know their whole premise was about what we're seeing today. Government forcing mandates on people. Government forcing people to wear masks. Government forcing people to do anything that... Uh, 
is against their conscience. And it's ridiculous to see this over a disease that 99.5 plus percent of people recover from without anything. Right. And, you know, when you uh, increase that, you know, it's, it's just, it's about as bad as the belief in evolution. I'll just put it that way. Probably worse because we're seeing it before our eyes today. But, you know, it's illegal to quote the Bible uh, in Finland, apparently. There's a Finnish politician on trial for posting Bible verse. So you can't personally even do that when you're apparently a politician over there. Um, and that's just sad, you know, but that's that's where we're at. And God's not surprised because, you know, he knows. And I think uh, in a lot of ways, this is getting closer to the end when Christ is going to come back. Um, and the Antichrist is going to reveal himself and all that. The one that's that's walking the earth, lying, cheating, stealing, um, doing whatever he can to subvert the will of God. Um, because it, it is what it is, right? Here was a funny one. Democrats suddenly value border security, not just just not at the U.S. border. So they're worried about Ukraine, but they don't seem to care about our own country. Isn't that isn't that neat? How that works. Um, the hypocrisy of it is uh, is pretty amazing. So again, you know, when you have people that are founded on faith and integrity and uh, truthfulness and purpose, um, which stems from from God and Christ, uh, you know, you're going to have different values that are espoused from that, and people who care about elections, people who care about our borders and our country. And where you live, you know, protecting, truly protecting others. But instead, you have people standing up there uh, offering things, you know, saying that that I saw a story from the Atlantic, um, which is just sad. You know, it's it's the anti-vaccine right brought human sacrifice to America. So they're trying to blame uh, uh, Republicans or right-wing folks like myself for uh, sacrificing humans because we don't believe in an experimental shot that is killing people. And it is not saving anybody from anything. That's the dirty little secret. That shot is doing nothing to help the situation. It's only making it worse. But yet you have liberal-minded people, people who put their faith and trust in evolution. I guarantee you the person who wrote this is not a believer in Jesus Christ. There's no way because they couldn't they couldn't reasonably say that uh, and want to be truthful. And it just oh, it sickens me. But you've got people fighting back. You know, there's there's a whole 1.4 million people headed to the parma, parliament in Ottawa in Canada to try and get Trudeau to resign because they're sick and tired of his edicts and. You know, totalitarianism is what it is. These liberal-minded folks used to be uh, about freedom. But unfortunately, the idea of communism and power have uh, influenced them, which I think stems from a faithlessness, a uh, faith in this life, a faith in this world that goes against faith in Christ, that goes against faith in, in a true sovereign that... Um, is over everybody and everything that causes you to want to act in a certain way when you put your faith and trust in him. So again, it's, you don't have to look far. 
You know, people that are willing to come out and say, hey, so-and-so is doing this, and yet they're the ones that are doing it. They're the ones that are responsible for death. They're the ones that are responsible for killing people with their policies, for killing businesses with their policies, for putting masks on kids who's, you know, I was looking last night, my wife and I were talking, there's a point like 0.00002% chance of someone, some kid dying from COVID, and yet we're masking them all up. It is ridiculous. And, and is it the fear of the adults have of catching COVID? I just, it's like, come on, people, we've been dealing with this for two years. We know what works and we know what doesn't. And the shots do not work. More and more people are waking up to that fact. But apparently the Atlantic isn't one of them. Because they don't, they don't care, I don't think. I would imagine most of the people at that place, and I would say a majority of the people at liberal uh, institutions of news, supposed news, uh, don't love the Lord either at this point. You know, they're following secular humanist ideals. Um, and that's what I think bothers the folks of the coastline about the Midwest and the South. We do. We trust God. We want to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our God, as our uh, Savior, as our King. And we don't want somebody in New York telling us what's good for us. I don't want somebody in Chicago telling me what's good for me because they're part of the, the ilk that is doing all this stuff to our country. It's going to destroy it. Um, so... Some other interesting news from Epoch Times. Volkswagen Bosch strike partnership for autonomous driving software. So eventually they're going to get that figured out. And to a point where, uh, you know, I work in the field of automation during the day. And they're going to get that to the point where a car will be able to drive itself. Um, and it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, I'm hoping by the time I'm 80... Uh, that I'll be able to get in my car and go, hey, take me to the grocery store, right? Uh, and, you know, I won't have to worry about having somebody drive me around. Of course, that would imply that I'm going to get to the age of 80, which is not guaranteed. So we got the New York mask mandate back in place after appeals judge grants stay. Isn't that nice? We got all these different government institutions fighting each other. But... I thought it was interesting the other day, uh, Senator Ron Johnson, who I need to call today and thank him, uh, put on a, a thing where it was just a roundtable discussion about COVID and a second opinion, right? Typically, we're offered the ability to get a second opinion by doctors. Well, not with COVID, right? You can't have a second opinion. It's this, it's Fauci's way or the highway, right? I mean, that's basically what the government's come out and said. And you look at the results of what they've done, and here we are. You know, the most vaccinated population on the earth, Israel, has the highest COVID spike rate going. And, uh, you know, everywhere these mass mandates have been put in place, they have not done anything. You know, they were talking about the fact that Sweden has done none of this, and they're no worse off than anybody. You know, their death rate is a lot better than ours. And it just, uh, it, the more you really truly get beyond what the mainstream uh uh, fedia. Let's not call them media, the mainstream fedia, because they just feed uh, the leftist gobbledygook and in information that they want you to believe, not what's true, not what's real, but what they want you to believe. 
and it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. So, uh, with that, I'm gonna call it a show. You know, there's, there's so much, I got to start looking at some more good stuff out there because there's still within all of this, there's still plenty of good happening. You got truckers going to Canada. You've got people fighting back uh, in the U S and all against all these mandates against all this stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, like I've said before, I'm in a very red County in a very blue state because of the Chicagoland area. And it sickens me. I'm tired of having to deal with all these Chicago politicians trying to tell everybody else what to do in the entire state. And we've got to get beyond that. We've got to get past that. And I don't know if it means we need to split the state in two and let Chicago area become its own state, which that's what I would prefer. Um, you know, just like East and West Virginia, you know, let's, let's make a split and be amicable, right? You all go your way, let us do our thing. And we can have people that represent our true values and not Chicago values, because I'm tired of Governor Pritzker telling us that we have to do this and have to do that. And I live in a community that doesn't need any of it. You know, if you live in a big city like Chicago, I get it. You got to do things different because you got six zillion people in about a two square inch block, right? So anyway, have a blessed day. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not know him, we're happy to help Ehud at itsareligion.org. Um, but get a Bible app on your phone and read the book of John. Get to know the one true king, the one who created you, the one who loves you, the one who wants to save you, who has saved you. You just got to receive that salvation. So have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mom.